The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be a give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at heathersfreeaudiobook.com and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We're so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, the maestro of moolah, Michael hey, Terry. Hey, folks. I've messed with you that time. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, uh, yeah, we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. I got to mix things up a bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Can I just see if you're paying attention, if you're on autopilot? Yep. So uh, today's key is our fifth key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series, which is... Take emotion out of the picture. Yes, sir. We also have a moolah word of the day that has to do with financial markets. And then uh, today's money drama. Which is? I don't know. What do you want it to be? Oh. Oh, I don't know. You know what we need to do is we need to start asking the audience what they yeah, want it to be and start idea. featuring their money dramas. Yeah, money drama suggestions. There you go. What about the conflicts that we have with finances? You mean with our with our spouses? Those, uh, those no, our internal ones between our head and our heart and our wallet. Oh yeah, those are those are huge. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that, sure. shall we? Okay. The conflicts, the the wallet conflicts, and what really causes them because okay. it's not what you think that it is. Yeah, you know. Um. So so that's what we'll talk about on today's money drama is the head and the heart conflict. Uh. So um. How about moolah word of the day? It's coming up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, integrated financial markets. So an integrated financial market is an open market economy between countries, and it's facilitated by a common currency and the elimination of technical, regulatory, and tax differences to encourage uh, free flow of capital and investment across borders. The European Union is an example of an integrated financial market because they have that euro currency. And it's funny because there's like a, there's a spelling grammar kind of thing that hung me up. But as I was reading this (laughs) investorwords.com, you're going under the bus today. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just bought some euros the other day because we're going to, that's right. We're going over there. And, and you didn't even ask me if I wanted to go. You just kind of told me you're leaving. <laughs> like no options there. What's that? Yeah. I, I, <sighs> yeah, I got to clear it with food first. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the ultimate third wheel though. I am the ultimate third wheel. 
Nobody has more fun than I do when I'm being a pain in the ass third wheel. <laughs> Just so you know. Nobody else may have fun, now, but I know I'm going to have fun as a third wheel. Now, is Canada and the U.S. Of one of those arrangements? That would be <clears throat> thanks for playing because no. we don't have a common courtesy. Common currency. <laughs> the Canadian dollar is not a common cur- currency. Currency, you, courtesy, you, currency. Them Canadians don't have common courtesy with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nor a common currency. No, because they have a Canadian dollar. Yeah. And the U.S. dollar. So that would that would that we began and not an example of an integrated economy, but the European Union is one. How about the U.S. and oh, well Puerto Rico, right? That's a, that we share the same dollar. There. Yeah, same currency. Yeah, yeah. You know, Panama, you know, really? Panama? Panama is on the U.S. dollar. Serious? Yes, because I have friends that are talking about expatriating when the zombie apocalypse happens. I had no idea. Yes. It's cheap to live down there and it's the U.S. dollar. But yet they're their own country. But usted necesita hablamos en español. <laughs> es un problema. They don't speak very much English, yeah. if at all. That's yeah. what my friends were uh, a little disillusioned about when they went down there. They were like, man, we're going to have to learn another language if we want to retire here. That's interesting. I had no idea. Yes. And they, yes. can, they can share our currency, but not share. Yeah, any, and they've any... got pretty pretty modernized infrastructure in yeah. the cities yeah. and stuff, but it's just no hablo inglés. Yeah. Todo los días. That's the problem. Yeah. But uh, anyway... What does that have to do with this week's key? Is it an emotional move to leave when the zombie apocalypse occurs? Or uh, is it a smart financial one? There you go. Now question. we tied it back. But let's talk about this week's key, shall we? Uh, so for those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. And uh, so today's key is take emotion out of the picture. And this is an important key because this um, it's sort of the whole premise of brain-based financial literacy. Yeah, pretty important. You know, so if we think about what we've learned about how the brain functions, and if you didn't catch that episode where we talked about the three amigos, you need to tune in to our first show of the season, uh, which is acceptance and affirmation. And it talks about the, the quirky little things that the brain does. We'll also go into it more in depth next week because our sixth show is hope for the best plan for the worst. And we're going to actually address the biological functions that occur that make our money management decisions. Um, just like not, not just ineffective, but it makes them unable to be made with a logical, reasonable brain. And we'll talk about that, but let's talk about the emotions that play into it. So if you remember our three brain theory for information processing, you have the I do, which is your initial decision officer. And he's just our survival brain. It's our primitive brain, fight, freeze, or flee. So if we don't trigger him in any particular way where he catapults into some crazy behavior, then we go to our second brain, which is our mammalian brain. And that is where we store emotions and memory. Okay. And our biggest and greatest ability as human beings is to respond. So there's a difference from an instinctual reaction and a thoughtful response. Mm -hmm. But because the brain is basically lazy, 
And we like patterns and autopilot because that's what happens when we learn things to such a degree that it becomes autopilot. And we are in that fourth level of learning, which is the unconscious competent stage. That's how you drive to work, listening to the radio, texting your friend, chewing down a donut and washing it back with some overpriced coffee, right? And you're still able to make all of the turns exactly where you need to without thinking about it. Yep consciously. Mm -hmm. Uh, So our behaviors get to this point when we do them enough. And when we associate emotion with it and good, bad, or indifferent emotion to particular events, it actually embeds them faster and deeper when we're emotionally engaged into something. So if something was very scary, um, we probably won't do it again, likely, unless we're thrill junkies and that scare is what we're after. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the most part, if it's very scary or detrimental, there's a fear of loss um, or embarrassment. And when we talk about fears, when we talk about that next week also, our highest fear on the fears scale is our fear of embarrassment, which is the ego death. Fear of ego death is our number one fear. Mm. So, And and we are more um, fearful of being embarrassed. Our lowest fear on the fear scale is fear of our own mortality, death. That's why we smoke too much, drink too much, eat too much, because, because you know, that happens to other people. Or I've got plenty yeah. of life. I can smoke this one cigarette. I can have this extra hamburger. I can have this another drink. And, and uh, I'll worry about fixing it later. But the problem is later never comes because when later gets here, it's now again, (laughs) as far as the brain is concerned. So we have these interesting things that go on up inside our head, like without us even being aware of what's going on. And when we allow emotions to drive us, even if our basic, you know, survival isn't threatened, our emotions and our memories can drive inappropriate financial behavior also because it will send us back to a certain time. And that's why I call that second brain our curmudgeon because he's the guy that remembers things. And because our brain has a natural negativity bias to avoid pain and anything painful, and if we remember a particular pain being associated, it may not be physically painful to us like right now, like a hot stove that our hand is sitting on, but it could be emotionally painful and it takes us into that brain to remember how painful that particular emotional event was. You know, like some people hate Valentine's because, you know, let's say you're the guy that went out and bought all these chocolates and a diamond ring and uh, was so excited on Valentine's to propose. And then you just, not only did you not be, weren't able to propose, but you walked in on her with your best friend. You're like, oh my gosh. Like, so you'll like forever hate Valentine's and you'll never spend money on Valentine's because of that. I mean, we just create these crazy, wacky associations and Valentine's comes around and it's just another day, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's 365 of them and it's just another day. But that curmudgeon reaches into that bag and says, but remember on this day, 14 years ago, when you not only wanted to buy a card for Valentine's, everything went wonky on you. Yeah. So, so it's that brain that causes us to make ineffective financial decisions. And so we're going to go back or revert to the skills that we have pre-programmed and we're going to have like a hormone reaction. And so we're going to go back to that survival mode once we get like an event 
that we remember negatively catapults us, or even it positively catapults us in the in the wrong direction, like the rush of that, the, the taste of that first ice cold beer. You know, that first sip is so good. Mm -hmm. And then we have diminishing marginal utility, but we don't remember the last beer, how it tastes. (laughs) We remember how the first sip of beer tasted. And uh, so, so then we rush toward something and then like we blow our whole paycheck at the bar before you know it, it's gone, you know, because we just make these ineffective decisions. So what we have to learn is how to take emotions out of our decisions. And essentially what we're doing is... We're not eliminating emotion. And that's the one thing that we have to to remember throughout this whole process. And because the brain is so powerful, and when we get to break the budget, we're going to talk about how deprivation affects our ability to budget correctly. And it's why budgeting is bad for us because of our brains, actually, um, and, and why there's a better way. So because of this, the the one most important thing, regardless of what behavior is chosen based on an emotional drive toward or away from something or how powerful it is, is we have to remember the one thing that we do have is what I call the power of the pause. And this power of the pause, it can be applied universally in our lives, not just in our finances. As a professional speaker, I can ramble on, ramble on, ramble on. But when I take what they call a pregnant pause, which is a longer than normal or natural feeling pause in a conversation. Yes. See how it made you feel uncomfortable? That was a test. That was an example, a demonstration. Now, you know what? uh, About four things went through my head. What was that? Because I wasn't looking at you. (laughs) So so what's Heather doing? Um, The mic started, stopped working. Uh-huh. Um, one of the preamps went out. About four things. Went I wasn't paying head. attention to what she said, that and was, so now I don't know what. What am I supposed to respond? Oh, that was great. Like, what, the, <laughs> what the frick is she doing? I just freaked you out. Yeah, you did. I gotcha. <laughs> you pulled a fast one. <laughs> I did. So, so that power of the pause. That's just one example of how how it works, right? So, like when you say something to somebody. And, and, and like in sales, you know, it's a great technique. It's the power of the pause because after you throw out like a call to action, like, so you'd like to get started today, wouldn't you? And then you shut up. And then the first person who speaks, according to Tom Hark- Hopkins, buys it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and had- you just wait and you just let that uncomfortableness grow. Okay. And others, it's great with your kids, yeah. especially if you catch them. So what happened here? And just. Sit yeah. there and be silent. We had a we. I worked with a producer for years, and he was just he had such control in the studio because you you would finish playing a part, and you'd look at him and say, "What do you think?" And he just you know you you didn't know what was going through his head, so you were you were def- you immediately got defensive, which not necessarily is a great thing, but it it puts him in charge. It is a great thing when it comes to your finances. Yeah. Because you want to become defensive when, especially when that salesperson hits you with that call to action. 
So you want that little bit of uncomfortableness, what they call cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You want that yeah. Yeah. when it comes to making financial decisions. So when I say keep your passions in perspective, we want to be gung-ho, emotional, totally forward moving in the direction of making money, creating wealth, building our financial future. But we want to rein that in when it comes to spending money, allocating our resources. We want to rein that in. We want to consider for a moment and that power, that pause and that uncomfortableness, that's going to allow that initial feeling of I should do something like, oh, I should hurry. Dress is on sale. Got to buy it. I always wanted it. Now it's on sale. Better reason to buy it. But what if we just took that pause? Because that pause gives us everything. One, it helps control the physiology. It'll stop the hormone dump. We want to take a nice deep breath because it'll help if Mm -hmm. the hormone dump started, then we can start processing that hormone by moving around, getting it out of your system. Deep breathing helps that. Not too deep, not too much because you don't want to hyperventilate, but you want to, you want to start moving oxygen back to the brain. And the only way to do that is to process any hormone that's been dumped. Because once it's been dumped, you've got to move through it, okay? So that power of that pause helps you move through that potential physiological upset because that will drive you to make an ineffective decision that you'll regret later. Have you ever have you ever been in a position where you're all ready to buy something, maybe online, you know, you're by yourself and you've got that ability to buy something online. You don't really need it, but your emotions are sort of taken over and you're all ready to buy this thing the phone rings and you're you're taken away from the purchase mm-hmm. you answer the phone you talk on the phone for 5 minutes you hang up the phone and you have no desire to buy that thing anymore that's it that's yeah. an illustration yeah. you know so you got to get away from it right it's and just, then you can always come back to it right you know it's like if you love something set it free if it comes back to you it was meant to be yeah you know so so let it go and that's the thing to do if you're in the store Just walk away, take a deep breath, go do a lap around the mall. Exercise does amazing things for both your waistline and your finances. Don't negate the power of a walk. And that walk, again, is going to move. You're going to have biological processes going on. So by just the sheer fact of walking, you're going to be burning off all of that hormone that got dumped. All right. You're going to be bringing fresh air because of the accelerated pace versus standing still. You're going to draw in more oxygen. Your body and brain are going to need more oxygen in that moment. And so it's going to help you process that. Plus with all the other stimuli in the mall, your your phone is ringing, you're tweeting, you're Facebooking, and now Mm -hmm. you're looking at all these other stores. Now you're smelling food smells. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to get a pretzel. (laughs) you know, like you just take your mind off of whatever it was and it could just be the difference between overspending or impulse spending and achieving your financial goals just in that simple moment. And it just, all it cost was an expenditure of calories. Yeah. How fabulous is that? And you can't tell me we all don't have a few extra calories that we could spend. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And if you think about it, you know, dieting and budgeting are a lot the same. Very similar. You know? So, uh, So all we need to do is move and that mere movement will make such a difference for us. 
You are listening to the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment of today's show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Visit unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash KeepMyID to enroll and protect your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. You can also find it on our website at keystoriches.com forward slash keep my ID. And you can also predict your financial future right from the Keys to Riches website if that's where you're listening from today. So the reason why we need to maximize that power of the pause is to make sure that we keep our finances on track and our future goals are not interrupted by today's impulses. So again, we want the goal of this key is to keep our passions in perspective, be excited about making money, excited about building wealth, but be reserved when it comes to allocating resources. Even investments can be impulsive because it's under the auspices that we're, we're doing this um, for our financial future. But, you know, this risky investment in this cycling company, just because you're going to get a free bike as a, as a stage one investor, you know, like, okay, what is our real ROI here? Like, so, so even investments can be considered risky or impulsive and be made for the wrong decision because it's based on emotion, not on actual investing. And if you tune into our Unlock Your Wealth radio show, we're going to have a great guest on. And uh, Brittany Rubio from Financially Wise Women is going to be joining us. And she's going to be talking about entrepreneurial investing and emotional investing. So it'll be really exciting to hear from her. And if you want a different perspective, please join us at our Unlock Your Wealth radio website to find out more about that. So as we do this, we must keep our passions in perspective uh, because if we don't, then it's going to mess up our abilities to function. Uh, but, uh, but I was saying about this power of the pause, it's so important. It's so vital, but it's a great tool because it can be used universally. It could be used in our selling presentations as a salesperson. It can be used uh, like I just did for effect in a public speech or within a communication between another person. It's very persuasive, you know, but it's, it's exactly what we need to bias the time to, to dissuade or dissolve any hormone dump we've had due to the biological responses that we have that are just, it's part of who we are. It's not bad. It's not good. It's indifferent. It just happens. But what we do, how we effectively respond makes all the difference once it does happen. Right. And and that's what we have to remember. We are biological creatures and we buy uh, and we invest on emotion and use reason and logic to justify those decisions after the fact. And the reason why is we just don't have access to that logic brain. We're physically cut off with it because <clears throat> the brain, the brain and the body is diverting blood flow elsewhere. So you can fight or run. And when that happens, no logic, Larry, no ability to reason hmm. just goes whoosh, out the window. Yeah. So uh, if you want more on this week's key for our key statement, key affirmation and key action item, you need to visit keys to riches.com to learn all of those things. So that's it for this week's key. Let's talk about our money drama. Okay. And so let's talk about the conflict between the head and the heart. And it's a big conflict because you've got so much media 
that tells you to live impulsively, seize the moment, you know, live every day like it's your last because someday it will. Mm -hmm. And so that plays into our natural instinctual drives toward pleasure and away from pain. And and we have kind of this like a dual personality in there, if you will, when it comes to or a split personality. And it's mostly in the curmudgeon area of our brain because he's the guy that has memories, you know. And so in that vein of moving toward pleasure and away from pain, uh, if you had the choice between doing your homework and going with your friends to the new movie tonight, all right, doing homework is painful, right? So we naturally, because maybe it's it's math or English or some subject that we don't like, okay? So that's going to make it that much more painful. We're not really good at it. We tell ourselves that we're not really good at it, so that makes it worse. So it becomes uncomfortable, and we don't want to be uncomfortable because in this moment, it's all about right now. Right. So, uh, so if I'm thinking, okay, A, I could do my homework, and I, and I know I don't like it. Or B, I can go to the movies with my friends. So one, like that's a way to get away from doing homework because I can go do that. And then I can do my homework later. I'm telling myself I'm later. Um, and I can see the movie right now. So then tomorrow when I go to school, I'm going to be cool because I'll know what happened in the movie. Everybody will want to talk to me because I went and saw it last night and all those poor saps that stayed home and did their homework first. You know, they don't know. Right. what's in the movie. So they're going to, so that's going to make me more popular. So that's okay. That's another move toward kind of thing. Cause that'll make me cool. Um, so I could be cool later and I can be cool now. Cause I'm gonna go hang out with my friends, go to the movie. So, sure. so what decision do I make? Instinctively, I'm just going to go to the movie because now me, this part of my personality or the Cobradian's personality says now in this moment, a movie is fun in this moment. I can do the homework tomorrow. The homework is not fun. I'm going to push that off on future me. Yeah. Future me can do the homework right now. It's just like in a diet. I'm going to have this chocolate cake now because future me can exercise. <clears throat> but what's the flaw in that? It's always, you're always in the present. Ding, 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 ding. So yes, that's it. Future sort of never comes. So future me is like our imaginary friend. Yeah. Like we think he's there, but... But when we get to the future, when the future arrives, it's now again. Future me has self-discipline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does. He's structured. He's organized. He's got it together. He's in shape. He exercises. <laughs> future me is the ideal you. Yeah. But now me is the slovenly, out of shape, ignorant yeah. you because you didn't do your homework. <laughs> so that's go. the problem. And that's what creates all of our money dramas, because if I buy this dress now, you know, I can pay for it later. Future me will go to work and, and but I'll just put it on my credit card. So I don't even have to pay for it now. I'll pay for it in 30 days, but I only have to make a minimum payment yeah. on this based on whatever my credit card balance is, you know, but, but then when I spend a hundred dollars for the dress, that was a $200 dress. I think I'm saving 200 or saving a hundred bucks. I'm really not because now every month I'm going to be paying a few bucks in interest on right. that. If, if my interest is like, you know, 30% a year, which a lot of interest, a lot of people don't realize that their credit cards are at 30% interest, you wow. know, um, uh, you're not paying a hundred, you're paying a hundred plus whatever, you know? And so, so we've got to flip flop that thinking. We can't allow ourselves to use that justification. 
And now me is pretty powerful, especially if we've had previous experiences that kind of dictate that. That, that, that dictate that decision is the right decision, you know, because, you know, I am crappy in school. So why would I, why would I do my homework anyway? I'm not right. going to get a good grade. So what's the point in doing the homework? Right. And I can rush through it later. But the problem is what happens. And this is where like we kind of dissociate is now me gets home from the movies and we stayed out late and I had way too much popcorn and sugar and, and soda and all of this stuff. And now I got to sit here and do my homework, but I'm tired. I'm wired from the sugar high, but I'm tired and I got my mom nagging at me to go to bed and, you know, dad's going to want to check my homework and it's not done and he's going to be home from his stuff in a few. So now I'm racing and now like what I could have taken my time and gotten my homework done right. Now I'm just going to rush through it. I'm going to get yelled at on top of that. So that's going to make it more unpleasant. So, you know, I think I'm going to take a shower and get ready for bed. That way I can do my homework and go right to sleep. And future me will do the homework in a little while. And we'll just tell dad that we left our book at, at school or something. You know, and now we're just, we've gotten out the shovel and we're digging the world's deepest hole. <laughs> so again, so the key in all of this to turn this money drama around is to know that decisions between the head and heart the heart always prevails. So we can't allow decisions to be dictated by the heart. We have to, when we are not emotionally engaged in something, make a rationed, reasonable decision about something and then stick to it. And this is where planning comes into play. And that happens in two keys. That's our third key. And that's our 12th key when we get to review, revise, and recommit where we can think things out. And it's also in planning with next key. Our, our next key, hope for the best, plan for the worst, which is next week's show. So that's it for our money drama and money-isms, uh, which the money-ism is when it comes to money matters and it's a, a discussion between the head and the heart, the heart always prevails. So uh, again, visit keystoriches.com for all of our good tools and resources, our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. For the keys to riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.